Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Today we've got a great revenge story involving the party girls next door. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, freak your files. So, I've just been hired for this company. We agreed on 35,000 baht per month, Thai baht currency, and today is my payday and they paid me 4,000 baht. I asked why. They said because I'm on my probation. It's not stated in the contract, and they didn't tell me when hiring that on probation period I only get 300 10 US dollars a day for my 8 hours of work. So I checked the contract and they didn't say freak about me deleting all the work I've done for them. I'm a translator, translate contracts, loan, etc. So I deleted every freaking file I've translated, some due for the government and loaner for view tomorrow or the day after tomorrow so it's very urgent. I deleted them all and formatted the dang computer. They don't have clouds so nothing's stored and freak myself off. I mean, I've heard of a lot of places taking advantage of people using probation as the cover. Oh, you have a three-month period where we can fire you for any cause, or you don't get any bonuses, or we can't give you full-time hours, and oh, we're also extending your probationary period. But this is definitely one of the more scummy versions I've ever heard. They only pay you just a smidge over 10% of what you were expected? That's crazy, and I hope nobody seriously works for that. Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you guys enjoy awesome stories of revenge, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, parking in front of my house? I have a house with dedicated street parking spots in front of it. I also have a two-car garage, so I usually park in the garage. I have a new neighbor who lives on the side street with no street parking that has six cars. They alternate which car is parked in front of my house between the truck, their SUV, and their squad car. There's no assigned parking and I generally don't care, other than the truck is loud enough that I can hear it in the house and they use remote start to let it idle for 5-10 to minutes before they get in usually. This is a lifted full-size V6 truck with a terrible sounding exhaust and the thin blue line stickers etc. Total chud mobile. I went to grill something which required me to move my car, so I moved it to the spot in front of my house since it was open. I'm lazy and just haven't folded the grill up, so I left my car parked there for a couple days. I then ran to the grocery store for about 10 minutes at 9.30pm to grab a few things before they closed. When I got back, they had moved their lifted truck into the spot in front of my house from the spot across the street. I was shocked at how petty it was, like genuinely impressed. But given that they're a cop, this was less of a surprise and probably an indication they should not have the job they have if this is how petty they are but I digress. So I used my doorbell camera to set up a motion zone notification for the parking spot. I got a notification and heard the truck start up, and they left. So I moved my car one spot forward to the spot in front of my house. They came back 10 minutes later. I could hear the truck and check the doorbell cam. I've told my partner about this and they think it's hilarious and fully endorse using their car to go places so we can leave mine in the spot in front of the house. Since I work from home, I don't use my car much. It's been there for about 6 days now. Tomorrow we go on a 2 week vacation and I'm just going to leave it parked in the spot. 
I checked the HOA bylaws. There's no limitation on how long a car can be parked there, as long as it's registered for road use. I'm really only doing this because they obviously care enough to come out and move their car minutes after I left. I genuinely don't care, but I think it's hilarious they feel entitled to the spot in front of my house when they have six cars and bought a house with a two-car garage, which they only park one car in. I'm debating on buying a second car just to leave in the spot, something like a K-car micro truck. Am I being too petty? Is it just a jerk move to leave it there while I'm on vacation? I was thinking about it, but my partner suggested I leave it there while we're on vacation. One of the many reasons we're together, I guess. I would say it would be incredibly petty if OP went and bought a whole vehicle just to park it in that spot. But hey, I mean, if you've got the disposable income and that's the kind of hobby you want to take up, by all means, go for it. Our next story is, I'm a narcissist jerk. A contact in my network, call her Fiona, was a senior company general manager. She recently quit her job and called me, a recruiter in the same industry, to ask for help tracking her next role and could we catch up for a coffee. Sure, I said. She asked, can you drive over my way? My car's in getting a service. No worries, I said, and made the 40-minute drive to a cafe near her place. As I arrived, she was finishing up her breakfast, a big plate of something, presumably eggs and bacon and toast, and drinking a coffee. I ordered a coffee and gave her about an hour of my time. She then said goodbye and left. When I went to pay, the bill included three coffees, she had two, and her breakfast, about $50. Nice one. I then find out from a new client, call him Brian, who used to work for Fiona, that Fiona had been fired from her previous job. Bullying, toxic culture, favoritism, expenses, fraud, you name it. This is a malignant narcissist of the highest level. Fast forward six months and Brian, Fiona's ex-colleague, calls me. You won't believe it, but a major company in our industry in another city has just hired Fiona. How can that be, I asked. A basic reference check would have uncovered her incompetence and nastiness. No idea, Brian replied and said he was going to let this new company's leadership know exactly who they've just hired. You see, Brian left his previous job, which was working for Fiona. He made formal complaints to management about Fiona's behavior, but ultimately they backed Fiona, which forced Brian to resign with zero entitlements or a redundancy payout. Fiona was fired about six months later when the truth emerged. As luck would have it, Brian ended up in a general management role himself, so he landed on his feet okay. He was still very unhappy that this new company had hired Fiona and dreaded what sort of impact she would have on the team there. So Brian set up an anonymous email account and through my networks, I identified who the geographic region head was and passed it on to Brian, who filled the regional director in on exactly what sort of leader Fiona had been. He included four other names and numbers of people at the old organization who could vouch for what Brian was claiming. He included his own name and number to cover his tracks. A week later, Brian got a call from the regional head of human resources of the company Fiona had joined. He acted surprised, but gave them a rendition of Fiona's behavior at the old company. We heard nothing for about six months, during which the industry was abuzz with news that Fiona had landed this big role after her ignominious departure from the old company. Then we heard that Fiona had resigned from her new role to spend more time with her family. Delicious revenge, perhaps not so petty. More than anything, it just goes to show the sheer quality of person you are for somebody to be this dead set on trying to sabotage your next potential career. 
You could probably be a pretty bad worker or just not that skilled in what you do, but if you're an awesome person, people probably aren't going to be dedicated enough to go behind your back and try to sabotage you when you get a new employment. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Our next story is Methany and the Skunk. I have some interesting neighbors. Let's call them Methany, 50-ish female, and BJ, 60-ish male. They rent the property that creates an L-shape next to and behind my property. At first, we were cool. Methany would talk to me over my chain link fence about her self-made drama with her BF, BJ's eldest daughter. We had a falling out because one day, when we were in the peak of COVID plus what the freak is this, Hubs 2.0, the upgrade is watching co-workers die from the complications of the disease. Methany, after telling me of drama, decides to sign off on our little chat with, Oh, by the way, I tested positive for COVID. So that went down like a nuke. I cut off all ties and had an 8-foot wooden privacy fence built. Methany was so mad she came to my door and pounded on it, I had to call the cops. But this is Florida, and she wasn't on the property, so they didn't trespass her. Not even with our CCTV footage. I live in a ghetto. Now, there's other crap these clowns did to make me not like them, but you're here for a dang skunk. Methany and BJ have an interesting solution to needing an alarm system. Because they're wackadoos who think the goobermint is out to get them, they refuse to pay for a monitoring system. But they're concerned about the company they keep will steal or otherwise wish them harm. To solve this, they got four yappy little dogs. These little craps bark at anyone or thing that passes by the front gate. BJ ran over one a few years ago. It was dark, Methany wasn't minding them, and the dog was sleeping under a warm van. I have a pit bull, Buddy. He's the worst guard dog on the planet as everyone is friend-shaped. But he had one issue, which I've now trained out of him. He's so freaking smart. Fence aggression. So as the yappy dog collection grew... Buddy got more aggressive. Again, he's over it now and ignores them, but Buddy would go out with my little kids and they weren't very good at getting Buddy to listen. I'd be going out multiple times in the evening calling or physically removing Buddy from the back fence. Now ask me, was Methany and co. pulling their yappy dogs away from the fence? No. No, the residents that I could see through the brush and the fence would stand, arms crossed, and watch me deal with my dog but wouldn't call or pull their dogs away. I'm a suspicious person. I think they're trying to make an incident with the dogs in order to sue me or otherwise get back at me. I don't know, but I smelled a skunk. So, I was done chasing my dog away from one section of fence not blocked by my privacy fence. 
I figured if I put down something really nasty smelling, neither Buddy nor the Yappers would want to come and fight. I was right, and so very, very, very wrong. The skunk essence really did the trick. Buddy avoided the place like the plague after he bounded into the skunked up area once. Now the oil all over his paws, and the kids just let him inside. Now it's on the carpet. Buddy stopped his behavior. The yappers didn't. They didn't give a crap about the smell, and would still run to the skunky fence if they heard us come outside. I was saddened that it stopped after two days. Methany and BJ figured out where the smell was coming from, and would grab the dogs away from the fence. So I enjoy thinking about what Methany and BJ had to endure if it was half as bad as the smell Buddy had on him times four little dogs that got up on their beds, couch, carpet, everywhere, gleefully. I think some dogs are predisposed to smelling incredibly horrid smells and actually like rolling around in them. I wouldn't be surprised if some of these little dogs ran up there, smelled the skunk smell, rolled around in it, probably went back inside their house and rolled around on the carpet to really get the stink in. This next story is Shampoo Revenge. Told to me decades ago by a girl in my friend group at the time, Jane, about her breakup with a cheater. Her boyfriend was an arrogant butt. Jane was attractive, smart, had a good job. He was less attractive and less smart, although he thought he was next level. Nice thick head of hair though. I think they were living together for about three years when she found out he was cheating. He said he wanted to stay in the rental and asked her to move out. Turns out he wanted to move the affair partner in. Jane told him, no hard feelings, these things happen. Of course we can be friends. Jane moves out and keeps the key. She starts letting herself in when they're out and putting small amounts of depilatory cream into his shampoo. She keeps in touch, landline, making sure he's okay and he starts confiding that his hair is kinda melting in places. She said one of the best things was him giving her regular, voluntary updates. So this guy's definitely a cheater and scummy for that, but does anybody else kinda feel bad for this guy? As somebody that admittedly would say like I don't have the best head of hair, hearing somebody who does have this nice thick head of hair and knowing that it's getting sabotaged through chemicals that are being slipped in, Definitely just kind of makes me feel bad for them, and I think they're coming off worse than the cheater ever was. Especially the almost sadistic enjoyment as they continue to get updates about it. Our next story is, I ruined my coworker's first chance at a vacation in three years. My coworker and I share a space. She's been there three years, myself five months. She's not my boss, but constantly looks over my shoulder, telling me how to change my work. She's rude to the people we work with overseas online. She does it all on speakerphone and ignores me when I ask her to use a headset while she yells at them. She talks about her stomach problems and her issues pooping. If another coworker comes to speak to me, she answers for me and over me. She also swears at her computer, verbally responding to emails she doesn't like, talks over her breath while reading her work constantly. I told her many times to please stop and she got ticked saying she doesn't jump to my tune and complains of having to walk on eggshells around me as she isn't accustomed to modifying her behavior for anyone. The company is tiny, the owner insanely pitifully cheap, so I'm the first person in years that is able to cover her work. She is desperate for vacation and recently booked a long trip to Hong Kong for two and a half weeks. She doesn't know yet. I was recently offered a way better full-time job through someone I've worked freelance for in the past. 
My freelancer was understanding if I was to wait a bit before I end my current employment as my co-worker's holiday is in two weeks, but I think I'll give my notice early. Our boss is a huge jerk and my coworker hates his guts and it should be an interesting fallout as if she goes on holiday and there's no one else who can do her job, she will have a total meltdown. Honestly, I don't think this even is on OP's shoulders that much because everybody deserves a vacation once in a while, right? If she's been working here for years and is going stir crazy and finally wants this two and a half week vacation, this pitifully cheap owner should figure it out. Our next story is, steal the power socket I'm using? Fine, I'll steal your power supply. My coworker is one of many that works for a government agency. There are like 10 to 20 different projects, each with their own team, so I don't know most of these people. Access to our UAT and prod environment are done through terminals specifically set up in rooms. There's around 20 in UAT and 40 in prod, and demand for terminals is pretty high. It's first come, first serve. So basically by 9am, every terminal will be in use or reserved by people leaving their bags or laptops there. Also, there's a scarcity of power sockets. So like terminals, they get taken up quickly. It's not a big issue, but it sucks when your laptop dies and you need a charge. The worst offenders are people who just permanently leave something to reserve a terminal. They leave a jacket on the chair or a water bottle on the terminal, like as if it's their own office. Officially, you're not supposed to do this, but people do it anyway. So one such person has pretty much dominated a terminal as her own. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1, only from Rust-Oleum. Got a jacket on the chair, got a water bottle on the terminal, even has her own laptop charger just left there. One day, I was using a different terminal, but I needed to charge my laptop. She wasn't around, so the terminal was unused and her charger was just taking up a socket, not charging a laptop, so I unplugged her charger, coiled it nicely, and put it on her terminal and plugged in my laptop charger, and I went for lunch. I come back and I find my laptop unplugged and her charger plugged back into the socket, and that just really ticked me off. It's not your socket to rightfully reclaim. You had no right to unplug me when I was using it first, and now my laptop is flat. I'd like to say I had some grand scheme for revenge or something like that, but it was simple. Just wait till the workday ended and people started leaving. After she left, I just unplugged her charger and took it home. Guess who has a new Dell high power USB-C charger at home? I didn't even know my phone had a super fast charging option. OP's probably kidding around a little bit, but honestly, if you have a somewhat modern phone, definitely go out and pay the 30-40 bucks for a decent good travel charger, one that can adapt to really any power charging. You'd be surprised how fast your phone can actually charge. That said, I probably would have done the same thing too. This person who isn't even actively working taking this lot up doesn't make any sense. At some point, somebody's going to make enough of a stink that the whole thing is going to crumble. Our next story is... I left a hidden nasty note for a coworker. 
About 35 years ago, I worked in a crappy warehouse job. There was this one coworker, Mary, a very odd woman who really seemed to hate me. She kind of hated everyone actually, but I was closest in proximity. She would intentionally run into me, push boxes in my way to trip me, and just generally be nasty. The boss looked the other way because he didn't know how to handle her. She worked in her own little space in the back, secluded away from everyone. Imagine Milton from Office Space, except angry, bitter, and antisocial. When I quit the job and moved to a new city, I wrote a really nasty note that said, Mary is a freaking bench, then hid it in her area and a place where I knew she wouldn't find it for weeks or months. About a year goes by and I'm back in town visiting old friends, including some former co-workers from the same company. Three of us go out for drinks and during the conversation, the subject of Mary comes up. This one guy tells me that Mary found a nasty note hidden in her stuff and blamed it on him. He almost got fired until he convinced the boss that he had nothing to do with it. I just sat there and played dumb going, wow, that's crazy. Did they ever figure out who did it? Yes, it was a crappy thing to do and as I look back, I can see that Mary had some serious mental health issues that I should have been more compassionate about. I was young, 29, and stupid. Honestly, OP says I was young, 29, and stupid, and I'm willing to believe them. But if you said that 2023 on the internet, nobody on the internet would ever let you get away with it. It just makes me think about all the droves of people who make bad mistakes and they're like 21, 22. I've seen many of people who are getting cancelled apologize for their actions when they were younger and they were stupid. And much more many of people saying you were 22, you're old enough to understand. If you said you were young and stupid and followed that up with 29, I think some people would virtually try to rip your flesh apart. This next story is Bucket Woman v. The Seaweed Experiment Part 2, The Garden Mulch Edition. Do I need to give background? Bucket Woman, aka Buckety or Buckety if you prefer, hangs out at the empty property next door. She says to keep an eye on the place. Buckety has decided views on rubbish bins, gardening, and interior decorating, most of which we don't conform with. She's not backwards and coming forwards with complaints, and she probably listens at the fence. Fortunately, she is repelled by cold water and bad smells. For this weaponized gardening activity, you'll need a water pistol, some seaweed tea, aka liquid fertilizer still at the ripe and stinky stage, a mulcher, a permit, and a heap of seaweed. The assistance of a one-year-old and a seaweed hound is optional, but recommended for extra fun and cuteness. My partner Martin and his maid Robbo both have permits to collect seaweed. So they gathered up as many kids as wanted to go to the beach and Robbo's seaweed hound and they went to collect seaweed. Martin came home with his haul and Robbo's mulcher borrowed. Before he started mulching, Martin let our one-year-old Vampira choose some nice pieces of seaweed to set aside. Apparently she has a very good eye. Then Martin and his eldest, Zara, 20-year-old female, got to work and spread the mushed-up seaweed on the front garden and on Vampira's veggie patch. Then Martin set the next part of his petty revenge into action. First, lured his unsuspecting spouse, yeah right, out into the garden to look at his seedlings. I may or may not have channeled my inner blonde hussy and uttered the words, oh, that's a big cucumber. Very soon a pair of crocs were visible under the fence we share with Buckety, neon blue this time. Martin grabbed the water pistol, preloaded with seaweed tea from the tank stand, and fired. We don't know if he scored a direct hit on the crocs or not, but it doesn't really matter. That stuff still stinks. 
not as much as before, but it's still a way off being ready. The crocs quickly disappeared, and the door slammed shut. No furball sounds this time though. Then it was time for the final phase of petty revenge through weaponized gardening. After lunch, all three seaweedologists went out to the front garden. I was on the front step, knitting a cardigan. As luck would have it, Buckety was in her front garden. So they had an audience, and she watched them like a hawk while they spread the remaining seaweed over the top of the garden bed. Vampira gave directions by waving her toy dragon around and babbling, but according to Martin and Zara, her contribution was invaluable. Martin is a meticulous man and spent quite some time arranging the unmushed seaweed into artistic patterns. There should be no doubt to anyone walking past what is on the front garden bed. In fact, Terry from across the road came over and started a conversation, with an earshot of Buckety, about its snail-repelling properties while both men watched Buckety's eyes and lips get narrower before she ostentatiously gripped her nose and stomped back inside, as far as anyone wearing Crocs can stomp. Martin's seaweed art seems to have seriously gotten on Buckety's... nerves. I know this for a fact, because today I wandered out to the letterbox and found, apart from the junk mail and a present from my sister, a copy of Buckety's latest complaint to the council. Three and a half pages about how our garden is full of snakes and long grass, and stinks so badly of seaweed that she can't go outside. It's official. Seaweed mulch repels slugs and snails, and sticky beaks. Good luck listening at the fence now, Buckety. I would love to be in OP's position and find a way to finally repel someone like this. I cannot tell you how uncomfortable and how annoying it would be to live next to somebody who, for the life of them, apparently has no life of their own and can only hang out by the fence line to try to snoop on you or try to find something that you're possibly doing wrong. It's like, what kind of existence is that where you just live to, I don't know, get fulfillment out of trying to narc on people? Our next story is, first vacation without kids in five years, looking forward to uninterrupted sleep, awoken by party girls next door, gave them an unwelcome early rising. I'm a 41-year-old father of three kids under nine. I have never been able to afford a vacation, let alone one without kids. Saved up for a very long time to take my wife on her dream trip to Bar Harbor, Maine. We live in Kansas City. First night after a day of amazing hikes and boulder climbing to scenic peaks in Acadia National Park, we fell sound asleep until 3 a.m. That's when I hear the two 25-30 to year old women next door squealing in the hallway and constantly opening and slamming their door. I was young once, partied very hard well into my 30s and I have ton of patience. I gave them some grace at first, didn't say anything, fell back asleep and 45 minutes later they are even louder through the wall and in and out slamming doors again. I get up to say something and miss them as they're going back in the room. Fully awake, I noticed the please do not disturb sign on their door, which I promptly snatched. Spent 4 to 7 a.m. reading in the lobby until my wife texted me asking where I was. After we got ready and went out for breakfast, I was there to see the maid knock and enter their room to wake them up and heard their reactions. Miserable and hungover, I gave the maid a tip of 50 bucks and apologized for their rudeness. It's the least I could do for making her catch a stray bullet. Honestly, I don't even think it's that bad for them though. It would be one thing if you started playing your own loud music and gave them a proper rude hangover wake up, but I'm sure the maid, despite getting treated rudely by them, wasn't all that loud or annoying or anything. This next story is 
tit-for-tat shopping cart game in a parking lot. I posted this as a comment and someone suggested I make it into a post. This happened a long while ago. I stopped at a local grocery store to pick up a few items on my way home from work. I carried out the two bags back to my car. There was a woman loading groceries into the trunk of her car parked to the left of mine. I got in my car and put the bags on the seat. I started the engine and messed with the radio for a few seconds. I slowly backed up and bang, I hit her empty shopping cart. She was just getting into her car when I looked at her. She made a sad face, shrugged, and continued to get in her car. I left the engine running and got out. I quickly moved the cart to behind her car and got back into my car. She didn't see what I did and started to back out just as I was putting on my seatbelt. She gave the cart a hard hit, slammed on her brakes and looked at me. I made a sad face, shrugged, pulled out of my parking space and left. If this isn't amounting and exchanging her insurance info with you, which let's be real, your insurance would probably give you the runaround on this even if there was damage, I think she got exactly what she deserved. Plus, I love knowing that she had to also get back out and move the cart herself. Knowing her though, she'd probably just grab it and push it freely further into the parking lot and pull out. This next story is, check your address, okay? I was handling my brother's estate. It was several months after he passed away. I'd gotten all of the paperwork for getting into his safe deposit box and contacted the bank. Since I didn't have the key, it would need to be drilled out. The tech would have to drive two hours to our hometown, so that would be on top of the already pretty hefty cost for the drill out. When they said that the safe deposit box was in our hometown, I was surprised. My brother hadn't lived there since high school and had spent 40 years living and working in a much larger town two hours away. I lived 400 miles north of the hometown and then my brother's town was another 100 miles away. My plan was to drive down on a Sunday afternoon and go to my appointment with the bank on Monday afternoon at 3 and drive back home that day. In that way, I would only miss one day of work. I show up at the bank at 2.45. The safe deposit clerk goes, oh, I'm so sorry. The safe deposit box isn't here, it's in the other town, and I didn't have your number. If you hurry, you get to there by 5. First of all, the clerk did have my cell phone number since we had done telephone tag the Friday before. They could have called me early Monday morning and I could have been to the other location that afternoon. And second, that's not how traffic works. Other than rush hour, it was two hours. In rush hour, it could be another hour at least. I rescheduled the drill out for the next day. I called into work that I would be taking the rest of the week instead of just one day. Not what I wanted, but I figured if I was there, I might as well get it all done. I show up on time at the bank and the drill out goes smoothly. When I get the stuff, I head off down the street. A few blocks away, I realized that I hadn't paid them for the drill out. Screw them. Let the clerk pay. I never did pay for the drill out and they didn't have access to his bank accounts. I'd already moved the money. I'm just surprised honestly that OP didn't end this story with, surprisingly, they did have my phone number all along. I would have been willing to bet that now that they wanted money from OP, all of a sudden they're able to scrounge that information up somewhere. This next story is how I ruined a relationship and a girl's hair. So one of my friends that I've trusted for a while has been telling my secrets that I trusted her with just to be popular. Let's call her Gia. I've known Gia since 6th grade, and I've recently started junior year of high school, and I've told her things about my family life, and things that have happened to me like my cousin ending things and me being abused by family members. 
Gia decides that a good idea would be to tell a group chat of over 40 people about all of my stuff for fun, so I sent her mom pictures and screenshots of her vaping and doing drugs, and her mom shaved her head and took every electronic away from her until next school year. So there's my petty revenge for her. Update. Her mom didn't end up shaving her head, but Gia isn't allowed to have friends over anymore, and she actually got arrested by the police for gang violence, which I had no clue about, but I've read what y'all said and I do think it was harsh, but she definitely got what was coming, and I don't think she'll be talking crap again for a while. Not gonna lie, with Gia getting arrested for gang violence, being involved in bad things and talking crap might be, like, kind of their thing. Hopefully she stops. But what crowd are they running right back to? But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now if you want to hear another awesome revenge story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.